Hey, Power of Enough community. This is Mary Patterson, your modern mama, channeling grit, grace, and gratitude to live the happiest, healthiest life possible, to enjoy this journey of life, and to help you find ways to enjoy your journey as well. To find your power of enough in all types of scenarios are practical ones like food, fitness, and then our deeper ones of who you are. I am enough or am I doing enough? What is enough and what does enough mean? Enough is balance and it's really about us finding our power of enough and when we're doing it and when we need to push ourselves and do a little bit more. And three key values come into place, channeling your grit. Sometimes we've got to get dirty, do things we don't want to do. Giving yourself and others grace. It is harder than we realize. And filling ourselves with gratitude about the little things, the big things, and everything in between. We are going to finish our stress-free holiday series with today's podcast, and it simply is going to be about being you, maintaining you in the stress and chaos. And what I'm thinking with this, where we're going with this is, you know, when you travel, when you're in big groups, when you're going from one family to the next family to the next family to friends' houses, or if you're staying home and you're having people over and you have a lot of events lined up, how do you maintain you in all of that chaos? And I, I like to think of it and, and really talk to those of you that are maybe traveling and you're going to your family, you're going to your in-laws' family, maybe you're staying with friends. And it is all exciting and we should be doing it if you've been following our series because we love it. We love our family. We want to be together. We want to celebrate this season with all of all that it should be, all that it should be. But we get lost in being around other people. Uh, so let's dive into some examples. Like for example, uh, when you go to your family's house, say your parents' house, do you automatically feel like inside you revert to a 12 year old girl or boy, like you revert to your childhood self and then you forget almost who you are right now. I do. I do. I know I instantly become that child and I put myself in that small position or you go back to old habits that I've worked so hard to get rid of. You know, do you feel yourself reverting there? When you go to parties where maybe you don't know everybody or, you know, extended family member groups or, you know, groups that you just know you are different from, you you have different opinions, you have a different lifestyle, you live differently, and does that fill you with anxiety? I'm raising my hand here. Me. Totally. And those of you that know me well... Uh, I 100% big groups, mixed groups, if it is not, and even, even in, in my home, if I'm having company over, um, I become a roller coaster of emotions. And a lot of it is just the anxiety, the nerves of, um, just, you know, hoping everybody is getting along with each other 
or if I'm at events that just anxiety of how do I introduce myself? What do I say? What if there's silence? How do I work through this? What if I don't know anybody? Do I walk up to a random group? How do I introduce myself? And it sounds so simple when you talk through it, but it is real. And I know there's many of you out there that despite what other people think, get filled with that same type of anxiety. And then there's also just, and this sometimes this triggers off of that anxiety, it's the fear of other people's opinions. You know, maybe you've changed some of you or you're a different you than you were when you knew that childhood friend, when you grew up with your siblings, when you lived in your parents' home, when you first met your in-laws. Maybe you have worked hard to really dig deep and become a more powerful, strong, confident you in any part of your life, whether it's work or lifestyle or health or fitness or um, mental clarity, anything. And you're, you have this fear of what other people will think about this new you. What will they think? So there's that fear of how will they judge me as well? So let's talk about that, right? And I have four steps here, super practical steps that you need to do before you start your traveling, before you start party hopping from place to place, before you walk into, maybe it's a new friendship that you made and you were invited over to someone's house. Four steps. Number one is to address with yourself and your companion, your concerns, address how you are concerned, how you're going to maintain who you are, how you you don't want to get lost in the mixture, in the traveling and, and address the elephant in the room. And you have to first address it with yourself and recognize what happens. So if you're single, really addressing it with your yourself is that step one. If you have a family, if you have a spouse, if you have a significant other, if you're traveling with others, you need to address it with your family. For me, it's addressing things with my spouse, right? It's addressing things with my husband and, and talking through it and going, here are my concerns. Like, this is who I am. And for some reason, I get lost in, in certain things and I, I act a certain way or I get angry or I'll say something that I don't really mean that's ill-intended and, and I don't want that to happen. How, how, let, let's address it. Let, can, can we talk about it? So then step two is like reflect on when it's happened in the past and discuss the scenarios that it happens in. So reflection, when and how has it happened in the past and is there a pattern with those scenarios? Say politics, for example. Say religion, for example. I mean, come on. We don't. <laughs> they are very common topics that people love to talk about, right? But we also hate to talk about them because if you're with people that all agree with you, fine and dandy, but that's really not how the world works. And that's what makes the world so wonderful is we have different opinions. But are you in a group that you can discuss it without voices being raised, without condescending tones being thrown towards each other, whether from you or from the other person, without anger or resentment or ill feelings towards yourself or towards that other person? Reflect. Can you enter those scenarios 
It doesn't even have to be about politics or religion. It can be about goodness. Or do you disagree on the way a family situation was dealt with on maybe, you know, grandma was sick and we all disagree on how we took care of her or didn't take care of her. You know, money was spent here towards the family vacation and we all disagree and we think that shouldn't happen and it should have happened here. You know, it, it can be so many different things and I'm just throwing those out there to, for you to think about, reflect and discuss. So number one, you're addressing it with yourself and your companion, your spouse, your significant other, your children. You are reflecting on when it happened and you're discussing the scenarios of when it consistently happens. And then let's think seriously. We have to make a plan. Now we've addressed it. We've opened it up. We've took that pink elephant. We've put it in the middle of the table and we are pointed right at it. And we said, we've got to talk about this. I don't want it here anymore. I, I want it out of the room. I want things open. I Let's address it, right? You then have to choose that you can't control everybody else in the room. You can't control what crazy Uncle George is going to say when he has too many cocktails. Whether he says it towards you or to somebody else. You can't control that. But you can control how you respond to that scenario. You can control how you respond to the comments or to that particular person or to the topic of discussion. So you have to make a plan of how you're going to control it. And step four really is super easy. You have to make a plan and you have to figure out a way how you're going to stick with the plan. So the cool thing is if it is with a significant other and you're traveling with a significant other or children that are old enough that you can have an adult conversation and, and discuss it is you can kind of plan things together. Like, hey, if you see this happening help turn the conversation around, you know, here are some things that we can talk about instead. Or, um, if we can't turn the conversation around, can you call me out of the room, uh, into another room? Or can you, you know, can we have a signal, a hand signal or gesture or a word that I know that I am tipping on that gray line of going too far, right? So address it with yourself address it with your companion. Reflect and discuss the scenarios that it happens. Make a plan and make a plan to stick to your plan. Don't just like fluff and go, oh, okay, we'll try that. No, make it real. If you really want to maintain you and be you and be strong in who you are, you have to agree to stick with it. You have to deep inside say, no, I'm going to stand up and and I'm going to get gritty, and I'm going to hold on to that grit, but I'm going to also stand with grace. So what does that mean, right? I am going to stand with the grit of who I am. I'm going to stand tall and maintain my confidence of where I am and how I want to live my life. But I'm going to provide the grace for that Uncle George, who says the rudest comment ever that usually flips me off the handle right? I'm going to be able to provide him grace in that moment, change the subject and walk away. It can be as simple. And I'm going to address those of you that maybe, um, in the past have made some healthy goals, right? 
Um, as a personal trainer and as a lifestyle nutrition counselor, I often get like the, you could feel the eyes casting over you when you're getting up early to exercise when you're traveling or you're making certain food choices that maybe align with who you are, you know, Monday through Saturday and on Sunday you're, you know, having a little splurge or that don't align that you're like, Hey, it's Christmas and I'm going to, you know, eat what I want. And it's a little offline. Someone is going to have a comment about what is on your plate or what kind of exercise you did that day. Someone will say something guaranteed. And the reality is they don't want to hear what you're going to say in response. So the biggest thing I know I tell my um, clients when we're going through our six-month transformation program is you don't have to explain yourself to anyone. And you can take this from what's on your plate to anything happening in life, right? So if I'm looking at what's on my plate and someone's like, why aren't you having the cake today? Or if they're like, oh, wow, you're having the cake today. You nod, you smile, you say, yeah, and it's delicious. Or no, thank you, I'll pass. And that is it. You don't have to further explain. And if they push it, keep saying the same thing. Eventually they'll get the point. No thanks, smile, nod, it's okay. And they'll get the point that no, I'm not going to go into a whole long conversation of why I am deciding to be gluten-free or why I'm deciding to follow the, the ketosis diet or why I am not eating the carbs today or heck, why I am eating the whole entire box of cookies and it's not your problem. I'm eating them today. You don't have to. Okay, so be prepared in those scenarios. You you know, be mindful of it and smile, nod. You choose how you respond. You can't choose who they what they are saying. So stand in it, make your decision, decision and be cool with it. So all of these steps, right? Our four steps of addressing it with yourself, reflecting on past scenarios and discussions on when it happens, making a plan and making a plan to stick with your plan are all great. And I have some four other little side tips, like extended tips on how you can stick with that being you four step process, like that making a plan to be strong in it. And number one is breath. Your breath is everything. Guys, we can't ignore it. Like you can. And if you're like, oh, here goes a fluffy, like, holistic approach to breathing. I am totally honest with everybody. I am not a big meditator. I wish I was. I wish I could get all in that funky breaths, breathing patterns. You know, you go to certain yoga classes, they're breathing certain ways, certain meditation, and there's reasons why we're inhaling one nostril out the other. And I don't know, sometimes it's like you're like through the ear and in my belly, in my lungs, wherever I'm breathing. (laughs) Don't worry about any of that. Just breathe. When you find yourself And especially if you're like me, where that fear of other people's opinions brings on so much anxiety within you, and then you find yourself reverting to those childlike, like that childlike self and feeling small, your breath is the biggest thing that can take you back. And it doesn't have to be a loud breath. It can be, you know, create that silence within yourself, slow it down. And create that breath. Whether you have to walk away and excuse yourself into the bathroom 
go into a different room, step outside for some cold, fresh air, and just breathe. And the rule is three breaths, guys. You need a minimum of three. So if you're like, I tried it, I tried it, this breath thing doesn't work. Three breaths. Start there. And then check in with yourself. Do you need three more? Three more breaths. Check in with yourself. And it's okay. So your breath is going to be the biggest thing to pull you back in. You know, um, I had a friend text me once after she saw my tattoo that I got for my 40th birthday on my wrist, a little heart. And that has so much meaning behind it for me. She was like, I love it. I'm thinking of getting breathe, you know, tattooed across my wrist. Like how many, how there are so many of us that can benefit from that. And Hey, if you're against tattoos, I, it, totally cool. Maybe wear a little bracelet. Maybe wear a little ring. Something that can signal to you, have a little behavior or have that significant other, like give you a little signal and that's your breath signal. Breathe. Three breaths whenever you need it. You can do it in the middle of the room because guess what? We're all breathing. You can do it. Have that moment of silence. Let other people take over the conversation and get your breath. And being in that room, maintaining your breath, brings me to tip number two. If you find yourself in one of those wackadoodle conversations where you're like, oh, wow, this is getting crazy and I really have a lot of things I want to say, close your mouth and become a listener. Be the listener. Because guess what? Most of the people in the room are not listening to each other and they really just want to know that someone's listening to them. So be the hero of the room and be the listener. Yeah, listen to listen to everybody else's opinion. We are in a world where we feel like we are not being heard because goodness, you're in a room and everybody's staring at their cell phone, scrolling through Facebook, scrolling through their Instagram, Snapchatting their friend, watching the TVs on in the background, the music's playing, they're taking shots at shots at the bar, someone's eating the cookies, everybody's talking and yelling over each other. Be the listener. Everybody wants to be heard, right? Just be that person that's hearing everybody. Be the listener. Be the observer. You might you might learn some pretty cool things, and it, it it'll flip it around. Make it being you right in that moment is not about you. So you can sit quietly. I know that sounds funny, but you can sit quietly and just be present. Be present and be you inside with all your might, and allow everybody to just be them and be you know. It's not about you right now. Being you cannot be about you. Get it? I hope that's making sense. So breathe and being a listener are huge, huge, huge things to do. And then number three is avoid triggers, right? So we all know we've got personal triggers. I know personally I can control myself and be totally me most of the time, if what throws me off is if I am on a tire, uh, like days of too much sugar where my body starts to go up and down and I've started eating, um, and it's not the heavy meals and things like that. It, it's like too much sugar will spend me into, I, I will lose all mental clarity. I will not feel like myself, my energy's off and I will be a triggery hot mess. And my second one is alcohol. There is like, people like the, they go, they happy, Mary, happy, Mary, happy, Mary, awesome, awesome, awesome. And then it's like, 
just blew up. All filters lost, and you will hear every backside, inside deep voice that should not be let out, right, that we all have that we know shouldn't be said out loud, will be said. So I've got to, in certain situations, know the triggers and avoid the triggers or monitor the triggers, practice the breath and the listening and maintain and have that maintenance there. And also have that significant other. My husband is wonderful at, you know, giving me the little nods. This is something that we've learned to discuss together and say, what is it? Like, we're looking at it not as he's addressing me or I'm addressing him, like, oh, you're being a bad person or something. It's we're looking at the behavior or what may come after that as the problem. And we're working together to solve that problem. Right. And this way it doesn't become a personal thing. I can get a little tap, right. Or I could give him a little tap and it's like, Oh yeah. Okay. I got it. Yes. Let's avoid that problem. Right. So breathe, being a good listener, being an amazing listener, being the best listener, the only listener, avoid your triggers. You've got to figure out what those triggers are, guys, okay? Um, and for a lot of you, they're probably very similar to mine, but you've got to be able to admit that. Um, and the last one is limiting time. Limit your time in scenarios that you know eventually, no matter what, will end bad. So if it's relationships that you hold dear to your heart, but that you know if there's too much time spent there, they just get bad and ugly. You need to learn how much time is just enough to maintain that sacred relationship, to maintain the goodness of it. And it's not, some people may say, well, you know, maybe you need to talk about it, or maybe you guys have things you need to talk through. And sometimes it's like, no, um, you know, we all have loved ones and family members that we love them for all their being but we are just different people, right? And it's okay. It's okay to be different. Agree that, you know, no, we're just different. And talking, beating, talking the same subject over and over and beating it like a dead horse is not going to make us think differently about the situation. It's not going to make us change. It's just going to pull up all of those icky feelings that maybe we're put away from the past knowing that, you know, they're not going to get resolved. We're going to think differently about it. So know how much time is enough where you can maintain that sacred space, that sacred relationship between the two. Okay. And guys, like all of, all of these tips, the practicality of them is it is not easy. We, we try to, I am big about simplifying the process with everything I do. If you follow us on our Gaia Fit Lifestyle with Mary Patterson um, on our Facebook page, you will find it, it is about breaking it down and, and, and seeing the simplicity in it. But we know in reality, it can be challenging and it is not easy. But we need, so we need to channel that grit and say, I am going to simplify this process. I am going to address the elephant in the room and I'm going to how, figure out how to get the elephant out of the room, right? And I'm going to need some grace for myself because yeah, I can go through all these scenarios with you, but I would be lying. And if I have family members that listen, they know that I don't follow these to a T all the time, that there has been too much alcohol drank and calm, like, woo, 
oh, words blurted out that you want to like rewind and take back. And you're like, oh my gosh, that is not me. Why did I do that? Or political conversations that came up that I was like, hold on, holy cow, are you kidding? And the words just came out what I was thinking rather than being the listener. So you have to provide yourself some grace when mistakes are made and when you slip off of where you want to be. Because if you don't provide yourself that grace, you can't channel that grit to pull yourself back in. Okay? And if it's not you that you need grace for, you know that you can choose to pull yourself back in, but you can't make anybody else pull themselves back. You can't you can't tell them how they should be behaving. You can't tell them that their behavior was wrong. So you need to really dig for that grace and accept people as they come, you know, and get your grit with you and be like, okay, we are here. We are one. Let's enjoy this. And the gratitude always comes with all of it. Every step of the process is just filled with the gratitude that we are celebrating this wonderful season. We are celebrating faith and love and family and all of it that comes with it. So you are going to have some stress-free holidays if you choose, okay? A little bit stress, a little bit of stress is okay. A lot, a bit of stress is not. And we need to take the steps to allow ourselves to free ourselves from that overriding stress and truly channel and be the you you want to be. I love you all. And I will see you on our next Power of Enough.